2: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs,
1: minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Welcome back. We got a hot seat. Our NASA correspondent's here. And Marcus Hayes has put together a list now because he has had a lot of ups and downs with sports figures in this town. Mm -hmm. He will tell you the ones he liked the most. And the ones he didn't. Hmm. Oh, the, there's some nasty names on there. Coming up. Save it. Not yet, Marcus. Whole is a long list, but we're going to cut the list down. <laughs> on the line, and I saw this video right after the Eagles' victory. Mike Garofalo, mm-hmm. at one time many years ago, I'll a producer here at WIP. Yep. He covered the Giants up in New York for a number of years as a newspaper guy and then found great success at the NFL Network and he was on the field talking to A.J. Brown, and now he's on the line talking to us. Hi, Mike. Angelo,
3: I'm dying to hear that market list, by the way, so I'm going to have to tune in uh, after, I'm, after I'm off the air. <laughs> <It's> got a
2: <laughs> lot of nasty names on there. Mike, let's start with this. You are on the field. You are at the game on Sunday. Um, A.J. Brown looks a lot happy in Philly than he did in Tennessee. Is that right? Uh, it's one of the more uh, head-scratching
3: decisions by a franchise to let that guy go because it's- you know, the, the, the most um, interesting part to me is, like, the contract was exactly where you'd expect it to be. A lot of times, like, a team will say, well, we're not going to pay that guy that money, but somebody else will, so we'll trade him away. The Eagles paid him right where you would expect him to get paid. I mean, I, any other team would have lined up to do it. Uh, so I, I just don't understand uh, Tennessee's reasoning, but A.J. Brown could not have picked a better scenario and a better start to his first season with his new team, the guy is I, – i just when, when I asked him about the fans and the way that he paused and just smiled before he gave the answer, uh, you can tell it is just an incredibly genuine relationship between him and the fan base right now.
2: Yeah, Mike, are you surprised, and if so, by how much, by what the Eagles are doing this year at 12-1? and
3: Yeah, I mean, coming in we knew that the schedule was going to line up. As a matter of fact, any time I, I mentioned it to the folks in that building, it was like, shh. Don't jinx it, like you know. <laughs> but they knew that they could get off to a fast start. Um, I, I think we looked at some of the games that were coming later on. We said, "Well, right, when they then it gets real when they face the Packers and when they face the Titans." Um, one, those games are both at home. Two, those teams really have not been the kind of uh, teams that we thought they were going to be uh, at this point of the season. So, um, yeah, it, it's the, the way that they're handling business, and now you're starting to look out and say. You know, at what point can they wrap it up? They've got the – because they they do face the Giants again in week 18, and when I was discussing that game, I said, who knows what that game's going to mean to the Eagles. Now, Mm. the Cowboys remain hot on their tails here, uh, so there's a little margin for error, um, but it really is incredible to see what they're doing and to see what Jalen Hurts is doing, really.
2: All right, so, Mike, tell us – I mean, you cover the whole league. How big a threat do you see the Cowboys to the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, they're a threat –
3: the, the, the Eagles do have some games here, like the, you know the Saints game at home that they should be able to take care of. Uh, the Bears on the road that shouldn't be a problem. Um, so, so Dallas is going to have the harder time keeping up with the Eagles and uh, winning that game certainly on, on Christmas Eve. But they're, they are they're a well balanced team. They're a well coached team. I, I never understood the, you know, Mike McCarthy doesn't deserve to be a head coach and can't wait till Sean Payton takes over for him. I, Mike McCarthy is a terrific head coach. You know, everybody remembers what they last saw. And what they last saw in Green Bay was a team that it was just time. It was done. Time to move on. It kind of reminded me of Andy Reid last year in Philly, where it was just time uh, for both sides to split. So I think he's done a really terrific job. I I always say this. It's really hard to be the head coach of the Cowboys. That is a high-profile job. And you've got an owner that's involved in everything uh, that makes it really difficult. So I, I think McCarthy's done a really nice job. They've got talent. They're well-coached, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they're an interesting team to watch, for sure. All
2: right. I, I got to run something by you, Mike, because we in this city, you know we're not happy unless we're unhappy. And right now, we're not happy with the lack of respect we're hearing, in, uh, especially at ESPN, toward the Eagles. And I want you to hear something <laughs> Steve Young said last night on ESPN about the Eagles because uh he was talking about the Cowboys and how big a threat they are listen to what Steve Young said
0: well the weakness that is they're new it's new to them yeah if they're in the deep water of the NFL and they're in, and it looks like they're going to be there for a while it's just that they haven't been there so the idea they get into a first playoff game maybe the Cowboys beat the Bucks on the road uh and then go to Philadelphia you don't think the Cowboys could rise up and beat the Eagles, and you go, oh, yeah, I yeah. guess that could happen. So until they kind of pound people back in January and February, that's the deep water they're hanging in. I don't see any reason why not, but it's kind of things like you got to do it till you do it.
2: Mike, it, he's saying the Eagles are unproven, but what did the Cowboys prove? They haven't won anything in th- 30 years. I, I'm, I, I'm having trouble following that, to be honest with you, but yeah. I, I guess what he's, <laughs> what he's saying is
3: Mike McCarthy has the experience, the big game experience, yeah. the ring I, listen, I get that, and sometimes that's a thing, and sometimes it's not a thing. Right? Go back to Doug Peterson and that yep. coaching staff a couple of years ago, because sometimes it's good to have that ignorance of you've never been there. Right? Sometimes you play a little differently and a little loosey because you haven't been there, and sometimes the experience leads you to tighten up and you realize the magnitude of the stage. I, I never know which way to go on experience. It's just really it's an individual type situation. There's certainly experience on the roster. Big game experience with uh, key pieces on this team. Um, and, and I would say this about the quarterback, and, and and this is what we said coming into the season, he's so even-keeled and he worked so hard that to me he was definitely going to get better. The question was how much better was he going to get. His even-keeled nature, I, I don't see him getting rattled. And by the way, they played in the playoffs last year. I mean, do we forget about that? It's not like they have no experience uh, in the postseason. So I, I don't get that at all. Um, I, I just I think they're really 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 well coached and well organized. The way that Nick Sirianni has that operation running down there, uh, I, I continue to hear nothing but good things about the organization, the way they implement game plans. They're doing a terrific job. I, I, I can't lean on the lack of experience as a knock on them.
2: May, Mike, I want you, you talk to all the quarterbacks in the league. You know how mm-hmm. different they are. This guy here. We can't get over how stoic he is, how yeah. focused he is. Is he unusual compared to the other qu- quarterbacks that you deal with?
3: Yeah, I, I don't. I, there's no ego either. That's the other thing. I mean, even even the guys that are and, and ego tends to have a negative connotation, right? But there's a um, there, there's a positive to it when you're a quarterback and you're an NFL. Player. Usually, these guys have these kinds of personalities. I, I don't see that with him. He just he works so hard. I, I you know I. I explained this the other day uh, on our NFL game day morning show. Um, You know, it's the second year with the same offense, same coordinator that cannot be stated enough because, you know, last year he would kind of go in at halftime and they'd say, all right, here's what we're seeing, Jalen, da-da-da-da-da, here's what we're going to do in the second half. And now it's like he's the one giving the input because he's seen it before. He's got that experience. He's going in. He's talking to, you know, Nick Sirianni, uh, offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen passing game coordinator, Kevin Petullo, and he's saying, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what they're trying to do to me. Here's where the leverage is. Like, we should do this, right? And and so when, when they see that, they realize, boy, he's really seeing it right now, and that's why he's taking that next step as a passer. I thought one of his more impressive passes the other day was an incompletion. He threw one to Devontae Smith down by the end zone. Oh. It was an incredible boy. He just had to happen to have a foot out. And if you can't see how far along he's come as, as a passer and how much he's proven people wrong and I'm going to raise my hand. I'm in that group. I didn't think he'd be where he is right now. If you haven't seen it and you can't see it, I, I don't know what to tell you.
2: Mike, uh, Mike, one last thing, because you are from our area and you are Italian. Seven fish <laughs> Christmas Eve, but we got a football game, Eagles at Dallas. Yeah. How do we balance these two things? What are you going to do? How are you going to handle that? Well,
3: uh, so I spent uh, Thanksgiving down there. I'm going to be up here, uh, North Jersey, for uh, Christmas Eve, probably. Right. Um, and so I'm married into a Cuban family, and what they do on Christmas Eve is the opposite. They throw as much meat at you as you possibly <laughs> can handle meat. on Christmas Eve. Wow. Yeah, pork. Uh, they're, they're roast pork. So uh, wow. it's a little sacrilegious what I'm doing, but... I'm doing it to keep the peace in the household. I think
2: you would understand. <laughs> oh, 100%. Mike, you're yeah. doing awesome work at NFL Network, and it was so cool to see out on the field there with the Eagles. Mike, thank you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Dan. Enjoy your holiday, okay? Mike Garofalo, Al, with some great insights into Hurts. No ego, out. A quarterback in the NFL with no ego. I don't know. Well, all right, he's hiding it then. (laughs) Yeah. But he's doing a good job of that. Yeah, he doesn't gloat at all. What a thing. Kevin's up next from Roxborough. Hi, Kev. Hey, what's up? Kevin, what's on your mind today? Well, first of all, I just want to start out
4: by saying thank you for everything you did for The radio station has been enjoyed listening to you. I hope you enjoy your retirement life. And I know all your fans... And your co-workers will miss you.
2: My co-workers will not miss me, and I only did it for the money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, Kevin. Go ahead, Kevin.
4: This is uh, Jalen Hurts. He
1: will be the MVP.
4: I think he will be the MVP for the
2: Super Bowl.
1: Okay.
4: And I think he will probably get two more MVPs in the next four years. Well,
2: Al will get some money if that happens because he brought in – on, uh Jalen Hur- uh, Hurts MVP at plus 250. Yep. All so right, you're going to make Eagle two Lord. and a half times whatever you bet out. Nice. That's good money for Morganti. That's nice. All right. Yeah, it's good money. All right. So, so, Kevin, give me somebody in sports from Philadelphia you love. I would have to go way back and say Gene Hart. Gene Hart. Interesting choice. Man, you know, Al, one thing about our announcers, our broadcasters, we don't forget them, right? Right. Yep. Harry Callis and Gene Hart are Stay both been named they, they go
5: through generations.
2: They really do because they can take – unlike a player who maybe get 10 or 12 years, broadcasters get 40 or 50 years. And then we got L.A. can do both. L.A. Well, now you're giving <laughs> things out. Yeah, now you're giving names out. Kim's up from South Philly. Hi, Kim. What up, Jeff? and am
1: on, on the call. How, hey, you day, doing, how you doing, Kim?
2: What's happening, Kimmy?
1: Look, just like everybody's been saying this morning, Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, I really enjoy because – when I was about nine or ten years old, Philadelphia broke my heart when they got rid of Maurice Cheeks. Not until Brandon Graham came to Philadelphia have I had a player that I really, really like like that. And I I'm glad that uh what's an uh oh my Lord what's the child name there? Ava told everybody how to tweet. And that's what I've been doing all day because wow. we realized – that that man has the potential to not only be a pro bowler this year, double-digit sacks, mm. win the Super Bowl, and be Walter Payton Man of the Year. Wow. That
2: is a great yeah. way to put it. Kim, what is it about him that you love so much?
1: Well, for me, I like Michigan. I'm a Big Ten <laughs> person, so anybody from Michigan don't grab my attention. But honestly, I listened to my brother. When he played in the Senior Bowl and my brother said, yo, look at this dude. I'm telling you, Kim, he's going to be somebody. And my brother ain't never stared me wrong night, day and day in his life.
2: What, what did your brother say the first couple of years? Because we were calling him a first-round boss, and then he turned out to be a godsend. Uh, a lot of people couldn't understand why he didn't make a quick transition to the NFL. Because
1: with everything is a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. thank you. 2010... But he came in 2010, and then about the year after that, he didn't play. We already had somebody yep. that played his position. This is what happens when you mature. There are some people who are yep. talented, just boom, right out the gate. And sometimes you don't see them no more. This dude is 34 years old, came back from an Achilles, and limited reps. Let's think, Let's talk about that. My, Mike used to call here all the time and talk about how, oh, he's not this, he's not that. What has he done for us lately? Whenever this dude gets in the game, he impacts it immediately. Yep. It's three games left, and he only needs one and a half sacks. He got
2: he got three sacks on twenty nine snaps. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. At 34 years old. Kim, give me somebody you love in sports.
1: Like I already said, Maurice will always like that's my dude, Maurice Cheeks. Maurice Cheeks is a
2: great one. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine if we come back. We got somebody on the hot seat, and Clifford W. leds is here, Al. He's been sending me pictures from the moon expedition. Oh. We sent somebody on the moon, and then he showed me when they splashed down.
5: Well, they didn't splash. There's no water there, is
2: there? No, they where they landed oh, they was in down. the water. Oh, when they came and, back. And he's sending me this stuff.
5: Well, oh, I mean,
2: is that exciting? For him. <laughs> How about you? 215 <laughs> 592
7: All
2: right, welcome back, 924. Clifford W. Let's our NASA correspondent here, Al. He has been following the Artemis mission mm-hmm. because, Al, it is, we are attempting to uh, get ready to go back on the moon because I guess when we went up there about 50 years ago, well, we left some unfinished business.
5: Okay,
8: There's why? more.
2: Cliff, there's yes. more things to
8: explore up on the moon? Yes, there's the the mining, and it's also a practice for when we go to Mars, so everything we can do we're only four days away of the moon. Mars. We're six months away. So, all
2: right. Uh, so this would be. We'll learn. Uh, bring some of the equipment over to the moon and try it out.
8: Yes. And this this was a collaboration between twelve different countries. Oh Obviously, wow! Yeah. The uh, service module was built by uh, Airbus of Germany. So Germany has a, a part in this too. And
2: so the ship went around the moon, but it didn't land on. Yeah.
8: It actually went forty thousand miles past the moon. Made uh, many circles and then it, the. The closest to the service, they were 75 miles. So that's the landing approach, what they would, would uh, normally go to. But And
2: they plunked into the water, the yeah, ocean? Yeah, they, they
8: landed in the Pacific. But this thing has everything. And it also has, it has uh, Alexa AI, so they tried It's got Alexa in yeah. the capsule? It's got a, a, the, the, the equivalent of a uh, crash dummy. In the old days, they used to use monkeys, you know? But th- that's hmm? that, that's I'm
2: So I remember the old 50 years ago when the original astronauts were coming down. The Apollo, and- yeah. They would do it like uh, they would do a, or three orbits around the Earth, and then they would land in the ocean. Yeah. And no one knew where they were, and yeah, then they and had it, to find. them. Well,
8: that was days before GPS. And
2: uh, all right, but now they they did do the same thing here. They plunked yeah, into they, the ocean. They're actually coming back from the moon at twenty five
8: thousand miles an hour. That's faster. I, than I, any, I, I tell me, what's yeah. that like when you hit the water? Well, the guys I talked to said it's a pretty good jolt. It's kind of like being in a car accident with really good airbags. No, that you're, <laughs> so
2: you're going to get whiplash.
8: Yeah, it comes down about Al, 40 miles imagine an hour, though. Coming down,
2: even mm. with the parachutes, Yeah. you're smashing into the ocean if you hit a wave,
8: boom! What's better than no parachute? Well,
9: <laughs> Thanks, Al. The,
8: the Boeing is going up uh, is in February, it yeah. land, lands on the ground with airbags. Really? Yeah, it's going to land Why? in the desert, yeah.
2: Wow. Now, really? you are, uh, the way I understand is this was happening right around the time of the Eagles game? Yeah, it was
8: 1240. It was a good pregame show. I didn't have to watch the talking heads tell me. You had so to you watch the,
2: team, the you know? capsule, and then you watch the Eagles? Right to the Eagles, yeah. That, that's a full mo- that's a full <laughs> afternoon clip. <laughs> Absolutely. Good job, man. I love it. All right, Ava Graham, who's on today's hot seat?
9: Well, it's not a hot Ooh. seat at all, Angelo. Today, Brandon Graham is on the love seat. Love seat. Brought to you by Xfinity, the fastest internet in Philadelphia and the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Lounge. Love seat. There are so many reasons to love Brandon Graham, and at 34, he just keeps getting better. His 8.5 sacks with three games left. His career-high 9.5 happened in what year? 20 to 2017. The Super Bowl beer. The year he made one of the most memorable plays that changed the lives of Eagles fans everywhere. The strip set that saved our Super Bowl. Taking down Tom Flippin' Brady. I've been lucky enough to get to know Brandon over the years. And though he's a monster on the field, he's one of the most genuine players I've had the pleasure of meeting. Family man, always doing good for others, and a constant light of positive energy. He has gone out of his way to help me and my career here at WIP. So I'm so happy he's nominated the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And though we can't help influence that vote, we can support Brandon and help him win the charity challenge. The player with the most votes will receive a 25000 donation to the charity of their choice. You can only vote on Twitter by tweeting out hashtag WPMOYChallenge, followed by Brandon's Twitter handle at BrandonGraham55. So come on, Eagles fans. Help prove... Why, you're the best fans in all the land. Love seat.
2: That was a live version. Oh, Lord. And uh, Cindy Webster, can oh, I just sorry. say this, out? based on the way she did that? Yeah. She needs somebody.
9: Oh, boy.
2: She needs a boyfriend. <laughs> we go down one. that road. You sorry. need Ooh. a boyfriend. You need a boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. i am running it out of time. <laughs> Do I take one more stab at this? One month you have. I got one month. About. Maybe not even. Who knows how long
9: this is gonna no, go? No, it's going to February. Yeah, that, that first love seat that you said out. Um, Sorry, whoop. hot. Yeah, it got, got, got hot in here real quick. Yeah. Um
2: uh, Miguel is on the
9: line next.
2: Hi, Miguel. Hey, hey,
9: how you doing,
1: Angelo?
2: I'm I'm twelve and one, so I'm doing pretty damn well, actually. You damn right. <laughs> 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 hey, this Angelo. Oh, where's my list? I had a list, man. You have I a list of what? What's your list, Miguel? Okay. First thing was the guy who was calling about fear. Yeah. Everybody is going to fear us. Mm-hmm. We're
1: 12-1. and 1. And when we come to their town, they're like, oh, huh? what the hell are we going to do with them? Boy, I okay? hope
2: that happens. Christmas, my entire holiday is riding on that game. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm gonna be no fun to be around if the eagle if something bad happens on the Christmas Eve. You're a party now. I know it, Ria. And that that party is about to end. I Miguel, I gotta have that win. I gotta. I gotta. Oh, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. No problem. All right. Rhea. Yes. Don't worry about those no pork eaters. Because they eat all our stuff first and then they eat the pork last. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm, no I'm pork not worried about them. What I've learned about the pork today is <laughs> it's delightful. <laughs> I love pork. Al enjoyed the pork as well. Yeah, very good Sam. Hey, Angelo, what? when you retire, are you going to still get up? No. Same time? No, he's going to be dead. <laughs> are you still going to get wow. up? <laughs> Prior to my demise, which yeah. Al is predicting <laughs> not long after I retire, I will be getting up no earlier than 9.30. Oh, and I have already yeah, instructed what? Rhea and Joe DeCameron, Joe Joe Wechter. Make sure the last 15 minutes of the show is great because that's when I'll be listening. I'm going to be listening because you're going to be, you know, like, they're messing up this show. What are you going to be doing? (laughs) I'm telling you right now, Miguel, I'm going to lead a (laughs) life of leisure, leisure, and my wife, and then I will just be such a fun family man.
4: Uh, That's great, man. Well, I I wish you the best. It's my first time calling, and I wish you the best of luck,
2: man. All right, Miguel, let's get you a prize today. Who do you love in Philadelphia sports? Oh, man. Hmm. Well, one name, past one. or present. Pastor you're pre- number one. I'm number one. I Honorable, put- yes. No, if, as long as you got me, you have a shot. Put that down. Rhea's the judge. I think you got a shot. Yeah, no. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of respect <laughs> here between the two of us. Ron's up next from Del Ancal. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Ange. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Ron. What's up? Listen... Great interview with, with Brandon Graham.
3: I mean, just phenomenal. He is one of my favorite players, absolutely. And I, I so hope they give him another year to come back.
2: Yeah, me too. Marcus, what's your read on that? You think he gets another year here based on what he's done this year? I
6: I don't think they're sentimental. Yeah. And I think that they have enough on their defensive line Ooh. where they, where they say, oh, you know what? We got to we gotta allocate our resources, and you know the main reason he can't come back? You got to pay the quarterback. Yeah, and and you probably got to pay the running back, too, right? Well, again, I, I don't yeah. think they're real sentimental, and they think that running backs are replaceable, and they got the no, the no. draft
2: picks. No, no, hold on a minute. You're saying that Miles Sanders is not a sure thing to be resigned? No. No, oh, absolutely not, yeah. No. Miles Sanders is good. No, yeah. Miles Sanders is outstanding. He's
6: one of the five best in the league right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But. He's, he's a running back pick. And he's, he's been one of the yeah. 10 best in the league
2: since right. he got picked. So what you're saying is, yeah. win now while you still have you have a quarterback who's not expensive. Every year is a one-year window in the NFL. Wow. That is interesting stuff. Ronnie, give me the player, the person that you love the most in sports. That if anybody's
3: had ever the pleasure to meet this gentleman, one of the greatest people and the fans of the Eagles... The voice of the Eagles, Marl Oh, he is,
2: he is an extraordinary man. Ron, you're 100% right. I'm glad somebody named him. Ow, m- three of the iconic broadcasters of all time are already on our list. Right, yep. Gene Hart? And you, yeah. Harry Callis, <laughs> No, well, no. <laughs> Al, oh, do me a favor. What? Just remove me from the list. I, I put him at the top. Um, I am well aware of Rhea's overall feelings. And...
6: Yeah, the odds aren't good. <laughs> no, <they're laughs> hey, you you, you get are... better than plus 250 on that one.
2: The odds are definitely not that good. <laughs> Jeff is up next from Bristol. Hi, Jeff.
6: Hey, let me take you off speaker one moment.
2: Hi, right, Jeff. Jeff is on speaker. Oh, he's how's in it Bristol. Going? Oh, it's going great, Jeff. How are you?
4: Good. I'm out getting some fresh air. I'm sitting in the sun, you know, working on my tan.
2: Huh? Working on Why your tan, you? it's like
4: forty degrees out. No, no, no. I'm out in the suburbs. It's like twenty it, it dropped down like nineteen last night.
2: Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good time to get the sun. I love it, Jeff. I'll be doing that too in a couple of months.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um we're not twelve and one, we're twelve oh and one with the tie going to the referees of Washington.
2: Hundred yeah, percent. Jeff, as this season gets deeper in, that face mask they oh, missed God. is gonna get Bigger and bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger. How do you miss that face mask? Yeah, it was unbelievable.
4: I mean, I I don't know. I guess you can't win them all, but, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, it it was an early Christmas gift. You know, if you took the over, you know, you got paid, and they're going to win the division, you're going to get paid. And and if they win the uh, NFC, everybody's going to get paid.
5: Well, everybody got paid Sunday. That Boston Scott TD cost these bookies. It's dead. Everybody oh <laughs> bet him because he always scores against oh, the Giants.
2: That. You, you know how I got a bunch of people oh. that use parlays with that? Of course. And it was, they won. No. The that, one that, guy won that, a that ton that of touched, money.
5: That touchdown yeah. buried him. It did. Yes. I didn't even
4: think of that. Jeff. Me, with me, real quick, with me, Angelo, it's not about the money. It's about no. the rings. You know what I mean? Me too.
2: I'm a winner. <laughs> so are you, Jeff. Jeff, give me somebody you loved in Philadelphia sports. This is kind of an out-of-the-box one, if you know what I'm saying. Number 69, Jenna Jameson. No. I, I, Who's that? Jenna Jameson was a porn actress.
9: I don't know if I'm going to recover from that She's phone call. Jameson.
2: I believe. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's who he was referring to. I believe. All right. Let's, um, <laughs> and the fact that I would know that is somewhat <laughs> alarming as well. Uh, when we return. Now, Marcus, you have put together a couple of lists here. I have. What have you done? Because Marcus Al is day has yeah. been an active media guy. And by active I mean he's made some friends and a couple of enemies, oh. alone, right? So Marcus, what are these lists you're going to give up? I have a list of the most affable current Eagles. Most likable. The
6: list of maybe the most affable significant players in my Philadelphia experience. All right, that's 25, 30. And your years. favorite. Right. The my least favorite
2: All right, it is uh nine forty two right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I began the show today by decreeing that this uh twenty twenty two Philadelphia Eagles team is the most likable I have encountered in the thirty five years I was here. Al has mm-hmm. been here with me. He agreed with me mm-hmm. that of all the different teams that have been here, there is there are no people to dislike. Yeah. There are people to love like Kelsey and and Brandon Graham. And, and even your new quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who is so focused and committed to winning, and the coaches who share with you their lives, they don't block you out the way mm. Andy Reid and all the other guys that we had here did. These are the most likable people you will ever meet. So Marcus Hayes was listening to this, and Marcus Hayes was going, well, we're doing a contest on this too. Why don't I get a list together? Because you've known these people more closely than we are. And you have a list here. Let's start with your list of the most likable current players okay. or people.
6: I got a top 10. Number 10, Devontae Smith. Number 9, Jake Elliott, the kicker. Ooh. Number 8, TJ Edwards, a middle linebacker. Ooh. Number 7, um, I'm sorry, Hassan Reddick.
2: Temple, really, really good. Hey, Temple
6: University. Double-digit sacks, three different teams. He's got 10 already. Number 6. Jordan Mailata, number five. Believe it or not, Brandon Graham, only number five.
2: Only five. <laughs> yes, this Absolutely. four ahead of Graham.
6: Lane Johnson, number four. A great singer. AJ Brown, number three. Darius Slay, number two. No, number he one just goes
2: by Slay. Slay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> number one in your hearts and on IP, Jason Kelsey. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. It's a great list. It's a great. No argument at all. They're all that you could name ten people on a team that You love just the players. You usually that's a lot. You
6: usually can't name 10 people in the city. No, on the and four he's teams. got 10.
2: That proves what I said. All right, what about all time? Give all me time. all time most likable.
6: Biggest upset Michael Vick, very likable guy.
2: Yeah, yeah,
6: Rodney Pete. Everybody remembers him from the what was it 96 Detroit Lions yeah. uh, playoff win. Brent Selleck, Troy Vincent, Kimo Timanen. Spectacular Hell, guy in the locker in room. Nice was he? Yeah. really nice guy. Um, Doug Glanville, remember Doug Glanville he played center field. Namde Assomua, another controversial.
2: No, he had lunch in the car.
6: I know, and right afterward, he was incredibly pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a good lunch. Brent Selleck, really, really great guy. Yeah, Ertz is fine. Brent Selleck was way better. Oh, way better. And uh, you know, I don't, I don't know about the popularity of him in in this town, but he is kind of a native Troy Vincent. And, of course, number one, Brian Dawkins. Brian
2: Dawkins. So, There's no one who doesn't love Brian Dawkins. All right, finally. And this is really uh, the only thing I care about. I know. Uh, These are the (laughs) most unpleasant individuals you have dealt with in Philadelphia sports.
6: Mike Richards and Chris Pronger on the same team. Incredibly difficult people to deal
2: with. Can you love, confirm that, Al?
6: I love Pronger. Yeah, right. Right. there, there was the Pronger is a very oh. devu- like you're either here Pronger and Pronger and or there.
2: All right, okay.
6: Uh, Terrell Owens, Sean Jackson, kind of the same kind yep. of difficulty. Right. Cliff Lee. Very Cliff awesome. Lee
2: oh, yeah. always came across as a jerk to me. That's yep. yep. baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he ever said. I hated him. Alan well.
6: Iverson very very hot and cold but mostly cold and mostly dismissive Well, of, you of every, feuded. you at I had an issue with him but he had I, an issue with him I had an issue with Brian Middle too we we're, we're, we're boys now
2: B Mitch is my man
6: right and these two unquestionable Mike Mamula
2: Mike Mamula
6: Caveman in his day as a player Pat Burrell had to grow into the role probably took him 10 years to become kind of a leader in the clubhouse by far the least approachable, least likable, maybe least liked person in Philadelphia in 25 years, Jonathan Papelbon.
2: Uh, Yes, absolutely. That is so great. Oh, Jonathan Papelbon, what a horrible person. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you something. We work with Ruben and Marcus, and every once in a while, out of the blue... He apologizes for Papelbaum. Yeah, it's like it's like a compulsion. I mean, anybody
6: Bryce Harper wants to choke?
9: What yeah. an awful <laughs> I'm guy I'm with Bryce Harper.
2: And I'm not saying he wasn't a great closer, because in He's his got the day records. He was. yeah. But he was a horrible individual. Oh, The worst. Thank you. <laughs> we are all on the same page with Jonathan Papelbaum. Delightful list. Write columns about this stuff. I love it. <laughs> Only the negatives <laughs> up. <laughs> TR is up. Hi, TR. And hey, what do you I'm got right for this?
7: me, T.R.? A win. I have a win for you, man. We got another win. I hope this is not a, I hope this is a scheduled win because you had a scheduled <laughs> loss. The 16, no, so. we don't do that in they, football. I think they set us up, man, if we win the Super Bowl game, and I'm happy for it. Thank whoever did it, man. Give us the schedule. But we're going to do the thing. So uh, I don't have to lose. I'm hoping that we go ahead and just give, give her this, this, uh, this, this, this walkover game right here. It should be an easy game right here for us.
2: No, don't look at it that yeah. way. Don't look at it that way. They got a they got a quarterback who runs great. You gotta know, be we, sure yeah,
7: our defensive line will stop the run. They too big. They ain't gonna no be to get around it. You know?
2: I just hope I hope the Eagles get a nice lead early and force them to screw yeah, things up because they That's I'm
7: do. I just wanted to go, you know, get a lead early, and then I'll come back and give us another nail biter. I'm tired of biting my nails, you know. I gotta say, thing the
2: thing last two weeks have been a lot of fun. There've been no nails bitten. Mm-hmm. It's been very no, fun. By the third quarter, I'm not even texting Rhea anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, T.R., yeah. give me a, somebody in sports you love. Here in Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, uh
7: how about um, Nick Foles? Nick Foles. No,
2: no one named Nick named Foles him. till now. Oh, my God. Rob is up next. Hi, Rob.
4: How's it going, Angelo?
2: Going super, Rob.
4: How you feeling? Amazing. I have a bet for you. I hope you'll take me up on it. Okay. All right. Howie Roseman trades the Saints pick back
2: 50 bucks. Wait a minute. You You're going to bet that Howie will trade back in the draft? Yeah, back to the Saints. Back in the draft. Yeah. He's going to go he's right now he's at number five. you're yeah. saying he'll go back further he's going
4: back yeah, no way he's keeping it at
2: five. why
4: there's just too much on the table for him to like do not do what he did last year
2: all right now I know, first of all, I won't be here,
9: <laughs> so you don't care <laughs> so, so, so,
2: so, but, but Rob, uh. I,
9: it depends I hope it really not. it really depends on how Bingo. many holes they think they're going to have to I fill. I hope
2: not. They with... Livia, there's always holes. This is where you can get a great oh, player. Oh, you can. You can. And you if you're going to trade back, you you're decreasing the opportunity to get that player. But where do you hope where
6: on this roster do you need a great player that's not going to be on the roster next year? Maybe for money. No, you yeah. just Yeah, but I'm saying for back. money. I might need yeah. a, running a running back. They ain't going to running back in number 4. No, no nobody, I'm no. not no. betting on the Eagles. I'm betting on Howie. Right, right. We understand. What do I need I need uh you got a lot I mean you just spent all, you spent lots of assets at every single position. Mm. You know, unless you want to tra- unless you want to retain James I mean are you going to resign I'm, James yeah. Bradbury? That, no good good. Oh, I guy. love
2: James Bradbury. Yes, I'm be signing him. Second-round okay. quarterback. In fact, Al, I'm signing all of them <laughs> and then I'm doctoring as a this. troublemaker. I <laughs> need a, Al, you you stop a troublemaker. It? <laughs> I'll stop it. Rav, I need who you love in sports.
4: Only who we love right now. We don't always love him, but we love him right now. Howie Roseman.
2: Howie Roseman, get him down. Joe, who do you love?
4: <laughs> I like I love Zach Ertz, man.
2: Zach Ertz. I mentioned. Put him down. Jason, who do you love? Charlie Manuel. Got him. Mention. Got him out. Not gonna win. Jody. Oh, I'm not the judge. I hope you don't. Jody. <laughs> Jody, who do you love? I love Andy Reid. <laughs> I'm not going to win. <laughs> I just cut him off. I literally cut him off. Yeah. Rick, who do you love? Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley's oh, yeah. a good one. Go. That's a good one. Matt, who do you love? Uh, um, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Nobody wow. said Bryce until now. Oh. Daniel, who do you love? I do love him. The Matambo. The Kembe you going to sex Matumbo. That's not what I, the line was. It was no. who wants to. Who okay. wants to
6: sex Matumbo?
2: I just wanted to say sex and Matumbo. <laughs> when,
9: you, when you interviewed him, it was just so. He, great. Is great. he was great. So All right. Good.
2: While Rhea ponders her option, we will now turn to somebody we don't love the Dallas Cowboys. And now they will be featured on Christmas Eve. They will. And Fox has already developed a promo. Here it is.
1: Twas the night before Christmas at Jerry Jones' house. And you can bet your last dime that he will be soused. Dallas sucks. I you listening? Their demise you'll be witnessin'. Their orbit will write. The eagles take flight. ESPN will finally understand. If you believe in Santa Claus, You'll believe ESPN's bullshit analytics.
2: ESPN, you must be high.
1: Don't you
2: know those boys will die? Ah, ha, 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 ha. Ho, ho, ho. And
7: Jerry Jones paid for all three. Oh, 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 everyone knows Oh, 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 boys are gonna blow it Nearing the playoffs, choke, choke, choke You know this team's a friggin' joke
1: Jerry World will be filled with the famous Dallas alumni My
7: goal the Irvin, he was way out of control with a new
2: crack pipe and a runny nose, he played his last year on parole. In the owner's box, watch Chris Christie's breast jiggle all the way. It's the most fraudulent team of the year. Season's beatings. Watch the Eagles crush the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. Jerry Jones has been drinking. He's blacked out drunk again. But he's still making so much more sense than the crew at ESPN. See Dallas
1: in the Christmas spirit as Prescott leaves a Yule log on the field. Christmas Eve on Fox.
2: Oh, well, there you have it, and I want to point oh, out that dear. some of the things said in there are mere allegations yeah, that remain just, unproven. That's just that's for entertainment
5: ma-
9: purposes. That a masterpiece. That's I fantastic. see Joe
2: Conklin with the City Rhythm Orchestra at the Adler Theater at Westchester University, January 27th to 28th. For tickets, go to joeconklin.com. Rhea, are you ready with the four most beloved Philadelphia sports figures? I am. Number four, right. it's
5: an Eagles. Jalen Hurts name and number shirt.
9: Jason Kelsey.
5: Jason Kelsey. Number three, get the $50 Visa gift card.
9: Charlie Manuel.
5: Wow. No, no, no.
2: No. Number three,
5: pair of tickets to see a couple of legends, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks at the link on June 16th. Want tickets? Ticketmaster.com. They go on sale this Friday. I named
9: a cat after him once. B doc
5: B and number Who one, beating B One of the first Philly trade Turner jerseys, courtesy of New Era Phillies Team Store at Citizens Bank Park. It's open Tuesday to Saturday. You're round.
9: You can sit down. Well, I it's not, it not you.
2: It wasn't me. <laughs> oh, come on. Get ready to take a bow. I was, I, I, I was told Joe Wexler said, "Stand. This is your moment."
9: This is one of my all-time favorites because I didn't know what to expect from him, and I got to know him just a little bit later in his life. Darren Dalton.
2: Darren's Absolutely great. one of
9: the most genuine people yeah. I've ever met. What it's a awesome,
2: shock. Man. Once again, a woman picks Darren <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> it's time to do a wrap!
9: That's so true. I hadn't thought you about know, that. You know, uh, real quick, my dad had Darren Dalton call my sister. She it was her favorite player. Yeah. Don't you know, my mom grabbed the phone out yeah. of her hand. She was like 10. The line of the day is sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable never looks so good. This was a request from Marcus Hayes.
2: Now Al never values broadcasters on the same level as players. Which is a good players. thing. He's not is in charge. Is that correct? Al? Mm-hmm. You do that. You oh, always think, players well, that's what players." It. No, but the broadcasters
5: uh, go generation to generation. It's not fair. They have longer.
9: Whoa. look at you. All right, keep going. <laughs> <out of it. laughs>